Happy Wednesday, Second Printers, Second Print Nation. We want to tell you before we get into today's episode about a very special offer that is available until the end of January. You can get two, not one, two free months on the Second Print Patreon. No better time to hop on than right now. Two free months. And you'll also get, if you're one of the next two people to sign up, a free graphic novel delivered directly to your house. You might even get two if you're the next person because you'll get uh, X-Men Inferno collection from our friend Eric. So there's just no better time at any level you join. If you join at an annual level, you will get two free months, a 16% discount, and a couple of graphic novels possibly set your way if you hurry up and act now. So don't forget, head over to patreon.com slash secondprintpod. Check that out. Ladies and gentlemen, you are now entering the Second Print Comics Podcast. Starring Mark Clare and Renzo Martinez. Welcome, Second Print Nation. It is I, one of your illustrious hosts of the marvelous Mark Claire. It is another Wednesday, and uh, not that not only means that it is Second Print Comics Day, it's also, in, for some companies anyway, still Comic Day. Uh, this is actually the fourth Wednesday of the month, which means it is our potpourri episode, where we just basically shoot the shit about whatever it is that is on our minds in the world of comic books and comic book-related TV and movie properties. This is the part where I would normally introduce my partner in comic book crime, the ever loving the rambling man himself remzo martinez but he is a little under the weather currently uh not only is he coming off of his bachelor party but he may it's rumored he may have a second case of of the covid so uh which he's already defeated once so i'm not worried at all but in his stead i have found a very special guest he is our good friend jim werner from the weird science comics everything podcast dc comics podcast marvel comics star wars everything jim jim all those things yes i'm i'm good i think i'm gonna go for joyful jim werner I'm going to go with that like for that. my like deal. It, it's not going to last. You are. You do always have a, a, a jovial tone, even when you're ranting and raving and very upset about a book. It, it always <laughs> comes across with, in, in, somehow in a positive manner, at least to me. I, maybe because I'm a sourpuss so. too. Maybe that's true. Maybe maybe <laughs> I'm just not as sourpuss as you. Maybe that's, that's a, the deal. I'm just that be. slightly higher uh, deal, but I'll try to be jovial, uh, especially since we tried recording this earlier and it didn't work out. And, uh, telling yeah, you i actually and, and the peek behind the curtain the last time we did it it might have been 10 you know a.m our time maybe yeah, a little it was later about 10 hours ago <laughs> I, I, I had just woken up at that point too because i've been having problems sleeping so I, i'm a little more awake now i'm a little i'm, I'm raring to go now I was wide awake this morning because I did something that I haven't done in a while, but uh, we have a pool in like this complex that we're staying in now. Uh, so I actually got up, got a, like, work, got a little sweat working, drank a coffee, dipped in the pool and, and got out right in time for the podcast. Nice. So I was so I was so fresh. And now I'm not I'm not quite sure. I, well, we'll see. Yeah, you're not now. I, I was afraid you were going to say meth or something there. I, I actually got real scared. I'm like, I don't no, know where later. he's going with this. Yes, that that's the later times. Uh, you have to be at a much higher Patreon level to get uh, exactly. Meth. That that's crazy. But yeah, yeah, I'm a little more awake now, though. I, I'm not feeling that great either. So shout out to Remzo. Uh, but I have pretty much guzzled some NyQuil. That, that's about as crazy as I get. Uh, you so do if, reference if the NyQuil. It seems to be uh, quite all a the time. for you. <laughs> I don't know what it is. It, 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 it tastes like crap, and I don't drink, but that's what happens. It's almost like that's how I end up getting drunk. 
on NyQuil. NyQuil is and, your beer. And life. Your after work. Yeah, I just sit there. I'm there, <laughs> you know, watching the game with my bottle of NyQuil there, just swigging it and stuff like that. But yeah, it's cool being here. I, I, I wish it was better circumstances than having Remzo not feel well. Uh, but I like to think that it's more from the bachelor party. So I, 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 I will go with that. Yeah. Maybe, maybe they just go, you know, hand in hand. Maybe it's, I think been to know, Vegas a number of times. I, I know, yeah. I know from our, yeah, I know from our previous attempt at this conversation that you're not a Vegas guy, but you've been no. to Atlantic city. So I've you, been to Atlantic you know, city. You yes. know, it's the same thing. You know, it's, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, I know what goes on, but, but Vegas to me is like times 50 because if you're going to go to insane. Vegas, yeah, you're, you're going to get a little crazy anyway. So yeah, that, that's not really my scene. And even Atlantic City, that's a little too much for me. Plus, I'm cheap. So that really throws me off, you know. So I'm there with the old ladies, you know, doing some dime stuff. I don't even know anymore what I would do if I went to Atlantic City, let alone Vegas. You tell I them about see. your comic book podcast, Jim. That's maybe what I would do. I, I just do that and maybe, you know, try to find us Tom Jones playing. Uh, at the moment or some <laughs> crazy I was going to say like Ingelbert Humperdinck but uh, you know I wanted to get more current with Tom Jones for, for all the young <laughs> kids out there right but yes uh, I'm, I'm happy to is be Ingelbert here, so still alive? Cool. I, I don't like know he, I, okay. I think that he might be dead <laughs> so we have know. a thing like Remzo a few weeks ago he thought George Prez was dead and just acted like he was and oh we my later, goodness we later found yes. out he was alive but then a week later we found out he had terminal cancer so yes. it was really a, a, so a, it a roller really, coaster <laughs> that is a roller coaster that's yeah. crazy it's but been a rough, yeah. a rough few weeks Engelbert Humberdink, uh he he may be if, if he isn't dead he hasn't been doing much lately so <laughs> I, I would assume that he might be dead but we'll find so out I'll, I'll look later life. yes R.I.P. Engelbert yeah, well, I mean seriously anybody named Engelbert. There's not many left. So, you know, that's a gem right there. As is often uh, SPC style, we'll do our research after the show's over. Yes, then that's basically how. <laughs> and I just got moment. done. Yeah, I just got done doing our pop culture podcast with Eric on our thing, and uh, yeah, that that requires no research at all, and usually is us confused the whole time. So I'm used <laughs> to that. There's always something going on. Well, that's actually perfect. Maybe it's actually perfect that you did that podcast before we had to circle back to this, because as I mentioned earlier, today is the Pope, a re-episode where we just kind of talk about whatever's on our mind in the world of comics and such. Um, so before I dip into maybe we'll, maybe we'll hit on some of what you discussed with Eric uh, on the Pop Culture Show, uh, but for anybody who may not be fully aware of what you do at Weird Science, maybe give the Cliff Notes version of uh, how, because you're, you're similar to me in the sense that your your current iteration of your fanhood anyway kind of came a little bit later in life, uh, and now exactly. you here you are, just like me, hosting hosting a comic book podcast. So how did this all start for you? Exactly. Yeah, I, I ended up jumping on comics at the New 52. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, like you said, the idea that uh, number ones, that that's for me. I couldn't jump into something that, you know, Action Comics 383, that, was, that right. just ends up like, I don't know what's going on. I get confused. And I mean, I didn't even say earlier, one of the other things going on is we have a comic book store in town kind of in town and the guy who runs it's a real asshole I, you know part of my french but Shocker. it was like the sort of thing where if you go in and you would ask something of this guy he would just make fun of you and that happened one time one time only and it was actually me trying to get on now again it's kind of a canceled thing here so i don't want to say but it was the x-men run of joss whedon that i actually was interested in reading had no idea what it was called i just heard he was doing x-men i went into the store and the guy made fun of me so i never went back for for years but that kind of told me i'm on my own but on my own means that i had no idea until 
something popped up that I heard, oh, they're starting with number ones. It's all new. You don't really have to know all this. So I was in and I ended up loving it. And people talking about the new 52 and and really right now, I mean, it's kind of cool to, to yell of how awful it was and whatnot. I really liked it. it. It did end up, you know, getting bad by the end, but everything does. So since then, you know, <laughs> I'm all the, in. That is the lesson in comics. No matter yeah, what I kind mean, of that's reset what we get, no matter how awesome a storyline is, no matter how hot a company is, it will always get worse. It'll always be exactly. bad. Exactly. And so with the, the Dan DiDio New 52, he wanted new readers to go in. That was me. I jumped in. Somebody who I do the podcast with, Eric, he jumped off. He ended up the New 52. He said, screw that. They're screwing all my stories. He left. But then I kind of convinced him. He told me about it. I read the stuff, then had to convince him to read it then. And then we just decided to do a first a website and then a podcast i told him right away every website has a podcast come on and he just kept telling me nobody would want to hear us talk and i i just kept saying you know we could give it a shot and he wouldn't do it, it took like two three years for me to convince him to do I a podcast i really finally. need more time away from my wife please yeah, give, yeah. <laughs> give this to exactly <laughs> and so we ended up starting that seven years ago and legitimately i mean we haven't taken a week off yet. It has been since the second week of the podcast, we have done it for seven years straight and haven't taken a week off. So I, I, I'm very tired. Is, is what Especially because, I, I mean, when I first found you guys, you were, I think you were, I don't know how I ended up listening to, to them, nah. but because you guys were pumping out eight and nine hour podcasts, like, yeah. like, like they were nothing and never missing a beat. And yeah. it, it's a hell of a feat because Rosa and I have trouble getting together for an, an hour, hour and a half every week. Yeah. So I yeah. don't know how you guys do it, but uh, I guess the math probably helps. Maybe it did. And maybe yeah, some sure. cocaine. I, I'm not NyQuil. sure. Yeah. Uh, but yes, NyQuil actually. Uh, yeah. At one point, we actually had a couple like months in a row where every episode was over 12 hours. So and people just think that they don't even realize like it's like that has to be a mistake or whatnot. And it was. And we just we would start. At 7, 7 p.m. And we would record just till 7 a.m. the next morning. And usually at points, not even stopping. We would just do it and just get goofy and stuff like that. So uh, those days are kind of over. I mean, last week we had a five-hour podcast, which yeah, you know, was still fiber, pretty long. Yeah. But it, it did feel like, uh, you know, that that's, that's kind of just, you know, getting started. But, you know, it, that's insane, though. We realize that 12-hour podcasts aren't the way to go, but we did it for a while. So we, we ended up, but then again, at that point, DC had 22 books coming out each week. It was insane, the amount of books they had. Not all of them good, I'll tell you that. But, yeah, it was it was fun, though. And it's something now. It's like, I, I do, when you say that, I do get proud. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my, look at me. And so, yeah, you have to have something. Everybody needs their thing. We were just insane. But yeah, so here we are, though. We won't go 12 hours, I, I would guess. Maybe. Maybe me and you will keep going. It might have been 12 hours since we first started. It, yeah, the very actually, first that is the case. <laughs> that is the case. We'll right. just count that as the way we do it. Right. Well, I, I kind of had like a, a, a reverse of that experience with, with DC because when I first started kind of getting back into comics, like I kind of got into the Marvel stuff first because the Marvel Unlimited app was out. And I was like, OK, for six bucks, I can read pretty, pretty yeah. much every Marvel comic ever. So I went back and read all the old stuff, uh, read some newer stuff that had, had happened in, in my sort of dark period when I wasn't really reading much. Um, and then it really it was that when I tried to get into the DC stuff, when I started, like I stopped popping to a comic store and I see 
everything says new 52 on it and and they yeah. and I'm, I'm not i'm kind of confused like some of the characters look different but the same superman's wearing jeans i don't know what's going on yeah. uh so so kind of like eric it kind of kept me away for a while it was only when they came out with rebirth which you guys did a review of that really got me excited about it it sounded like yeah again, not that. only are they going back to a lot of the, the characters that i grew up with like wally west was my flash for example uh but it also just again a number one like i'm a sucker for a number one like you like i need mm-hmm. to feel like i have a beginning point and and it's those are the books i end up staying with for a long time when i get on from a very early point and just kind of stick with them from there but yeah like i can't like like you i can't i can't just like pick up lobo number seven no. and just you know see where we're at yeah it screws me and we even have you know some podcasts that we do that we do some back issue stuff and things like that and that even bothers me still because you end up like legion of superheroes you know three i'm like oh I, there's no way i'm reading 300 you know issues of legion of superheroes but still it, it does throw me off and that's the thing some of those number ones and even with the new 52 and with rebirth like they they did a good job of getting you on board. Even some n- new number ones is just a new creative team, and you still end up maybe confused of things. But I thought both of those did a really good job. Again, both kind of tailed off after a bit. Uh, you know, had As some issues. They always do, and and that's the problem. But that's like you said, the roller coaster of it. And I think right now we're kind of due for another roller coaster deal because at, at the point right now, I think that DC has, ha, has a little bit of a problem and not having a coherent vision, you know, behind all these books and things like that. But I'm joyful, Jimmy, so I'm not going to go too much into that. Joyful, you know, <laughs> joyful Jimmy. Uh, but yeah, that's just something that ends up and I sit there and that's the weird thing about it is I sit there and I'm t- my wife, Tanya, she's like watching TV or something. And I'm just sitting there looking, she, what are you thinking of? I'm like, well, I'm actually thinking that DC right now needs a face of the company like Dan DiDio, but Dan DiDio, not him, but somebody new. And she's like, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. And just <laughs> she just turns the TV up or something. But yeah, that's that's the stupid stuff I think about. And, and you had hist- you are historically like like you've said. Uh, I don't remember if you said it on this version or the first version or what have you. But you are more of a DC guy. So yeah. maybe we yeah. can kind of start there out of the current books because, like I said, you guys read literally everything that comes out. Uh, at least from DC and Marvel, pretty much. Uh, so what is your scope of like, as far as if you could just pick a couple of books or uh, either like maybe like two or three that you like two or three that you're just not feeling at all right now? Well, even just like this week, actually, you have a bunch of the ones that I really do like, like Action Comics right now is really good. It's Philip Kennedy Johnson. And uh, he, he started off, Bendis was on, you know, Brian Michael Bendis was on Superman and Action Comics when he came over to DC and the stuff wasn't really hitting well. And you ended up having Action Comics being taken over by Philip Kennedy Johnson. And right now he has a story that is involving War World and Mongol. And it really is good. And anybody who had been reading maybe Superman or Action Comics and kind of fell off because of Bendis, which I can imagine because it wasn't great. Uh, that's one that I really do like. But right now, and like so I said, just, some, so that's the one that takes off from because I had read that Superman and the Authority series. And at the yeah, end of that, that's one, what it takes off. He's from, got his yep. little team and he's like, hey, exactly. we're going to War World now. Yep, that's the one. And it's really good. Uh, the, spoiler alert, not too much spoilers. It doesn't work out great for them right away. So, you, you know, they're, they're on War World. And so, yeah, there's some line trouble. Storyline as there, yes, there's some happen. troubles going on there, but it's really good. And I'm saying that if you had listened to the podcast or whatnot, not a huge Philip Kennedy Johnson fan per se, and didn't like the first bunch of issues that he did on action. And he was doing Superman at that point, which then became the Tom Taylor 
John Kent Superman Son of Kal-El book, but I wasn't really loving it. So the idea of it getting better, I, I really do think that it's good. But really, if anybody's listening and they aren't reading any DC, right now there are a couple really good Elseworlds things going on. You have DC versus Vampires. Is, is, yeah. That's yeah, the stuff yeah. I can get into nowadays. Yeah, and DC versus Vampires, I really like. It's it's Matthew Rosenberg writing with a story by James Tyne. And, and it, what I've heard is James Tyne, because he's left DC pretty much and gone to a Substack stuff, it's mostly Matthew Rosenberg. It's really good. But one of the ones I really, really like, and I don't know if you're reading it or not, it's the Tom Taylor, uh, the Dark Knights of Steel book, the medieval. It's, it's Game of Thrones, but the DC universe Really, really. Yeah, good. I believe Remzo's I, been been talking that one up. Yeah, I, I really that. like that. I really like that a lot. And there's there's a lot of good ones. Flash is pretty good right now. It's not great, but it's pretty good. Nightwing, people love Tom Taylor again doing Nightwing and stuff like that. And a lot of the black label stuff's good, but stuff that I'm not digging is pretty much Aquaman, Green Arrow, Deep Target. You ever read that? I just reviewed um, that last I, no, night. No, I've heard it's, your reviews oh, of it, and that bad. I was good there. I don't like that. I, I also really am not really digging the Aquaman, the Becoming, and I love Jackson Hyde. That's a Jackson Hyde book. And also the Black Mana stuff that's leading to an Aquaman book. I'm not really liking those. Uh, but most, it's weird. It, is this all because of Jason Momoa? Is that why they're trying to do 12 uh, Aquaman well, books at a time? Here? No, because you end up not even having Aquaman in them for the most part. It's Black Mana has his own solo series, but that's barely about him. And then the Aquaman, the Becoming, it's Jackson Hyde, which is fine, but it's not really about him. It's Zebelian politics is nonsense. But it, 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 some of these things drive me nuts. Now I'm going to get all fired up. But overall, please do. No, that's things, why you're here. Yeah, Joshua. Okay. Yeah. Joshua Williamson, though, uh, just started a Batman run. And this is what kind of gets me. Me and Eric were talking about this just a little bit ago. Joshua Williamson is on Batman right now, but they, you still have the numbering. So if you're not involved, you, you have no idea that a new story has started with a new creative team, which kind of gets me. And I know that people get mad at constant number ones, but to me, again, me and you talked about it already here, that you need that to allow people to know that they can jump into right. a story. And right now, Joshua Williamson's only two issues into his Batman run. It's pretty good so far. That's something that I would suggest people read. I can get why longtime fans would cringe yeah. at the idea of a reset. But at this point, when everything's been reset so many times, it's kind yeah. of like, just just say, tell me that there's a new start here. Because no. then maybe I will yeah. at least give it a shot. And and yeah, you'll have on the cover at points, you know, hey, new creative team, stuff like that. But here's the thing that I say. And again, I'm not a collector. Like you, most of the stuff I read, 100% actually is digital. But a lot of the stuff I read is on the apps, especially the Marvel app, which is way superior to the DC. But still, I end up where if you are a, a big fan, longtime fan, it's like that weird deal where people want the company to succeed, obviously, so you can keep getting things, but they always don't want it to succeed in a way that inconveniences <laughs> them a bit, because if right. you could just sit back and say, hey, uh, I could see why they're doing this. It's the idea of, oh, why is there all these Batman books? Well, there's Batman books because they sell, and then you could have other books as well, but I just... I, I think that it, it's become a deal again where it's hard to figure out what's going on, where to jump on and things like that. And I wish that DC would realize that and, and give you something. But even something just recent last week, there's a new Chip Zdarsky Batman book, Batman the Night, number one. 
That's a 10 issue series. That's the one series. that Remzo was raving okay, about. Yeah. Yes, and so there's two really Batman Knight related books. Right, yes. Yeah. I mean, there's, okay. there's going to be clear, tons. Like, yes. They, and they that, know where the money is right now. Medieval shit and exactly. Batman. Exactly. So Medieval shit and Batman. So, and Batman the Knight is pretty much a retelling or, you know, starting up a new deal of when Batman trained, when he ends up as a teen and then goes off to train to become Batman. So a lot of people I saw at the beginning of it saying, I don't need that anymore. I read year one. I've done that. It's really good it really is and eric was one of the ones on our he didn't want to talk about it on the podcast and i said no it's a big book no, i already saw that and he actually liked it as well it's, it's really well done. i love chip sadarsky though he's one of my favorite writers so i end up really digging that and if you are you know reading daredevil and the stuff over at marvel and you want to jump into something at dc it's an easy jumping in deal and it's the number one so you don't even have to worry about that but it is in continuity as well it's it's the retelling of the deal but yeah there's a bunch of things teeny howard not a huge fan stuff and the x stuff over with uh the whole excalibur book at marvel she just started a catwoman run so again, though, Catwoman 39, it should have just been Catwoman number one. It right. would have helped. Especially Catwoman. Are you preserving the know, legacy of this I, I, Catwoman and, run? <laughs> and that's the thing. The weird thing about it is, is I think that what they should do, and DC is so against doing anything that Marvel does, but yet a recap page, it's not necessarily a Marvel thing. I love recap pages. I love I that too. beginning. I love them so much. when I get to a book, especially things that are delayed, which a lot are, it gives you that little deal. Okay, yeah, I remember. And then you go in. And that DC refuses to do that. Let's face it, Jim. We're not we're not youngins anymore. We're no, getting old. I can't I can't, I can't remember, remember what's going on. I can't on. remember like, anything. <laughs> I end up I, I end up with like I read stuff the day before we're supposed to podcast. I gotta reread it. I can't remember stuff. I'm like, what is this cat woman? But yeah, so the whole idea of that, they won't do but hey, if you want to do this, put the legacy number on there like Marvel you does. Go. You just do that. I know that it's not the same, and I know collectors that drives them nuts, whatnot. But and hey, you can get the best of both worlds, like Marvel always does with Venom. Like they they keep restarting the series, but then whenever they get to a legacy, they're like, "Hey, this is Venom exactly." I mean, let's, let's make more money. Just to say that the craziest thing is this week you have a legacy. I guess three hundred of Black Panther. That's issue number three, and they're they're, <laughs> they're treating it as an you have a number that's, three as a big anniversary. You're like, all right, but yeah. <laughs> So why not do that? Because it, all it does, like, don't be fancy. This ends up like the whole idea. If you have a business, like you, you don't wow them outside. You wow them in. You just get them in. Just let them know what's happening and then wow them on the inside. It's it's easy. And they, they seem to be against that. I, I don't understand. But again, like I said, where I'm telling Tanya, the idea that they don't really seem to have somebody, a creative head. That is there to kind of tell people stuff. It's, it seems to be by committee, but maybe not. It, you never know. It's like a ship that they, it's like one of them cars that drive themselves. I ain't getting in one of them. <laughs> I'll end up and crashing. Then, and then how much does some suit at Warner Brothers or AT&T or what have you have a say in things that they yeah, really know nothing exactly. about? Exactly. So again, I mean, it's one of them ghost cars. That's what I always thought. When I see a car going by. It does say, it's a ghost car. I, you can't convince me otherwise that there isn't a ghost driving that Tesla around. But yeah, I just don't understand. I, I don't understand. It's so simple to think of things that aren't that you know, tough to think. You just get something going on and get people involved. But yeah, you have a lot of things like a Green Lantern run at DC right now that's going back and it's kind of continuing and homaging the Green Lantern mosaic story that I can't find three people who read. 
And yet that's what I, it's I been certainly about. Have not. No, and, and really don't look for it on the app because it was a guy who was real sus now and you're not allowed to read his uh, stuff. One of them. Yeah, 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 exactly. So he's done. And so you can't even go back and read that. But yet Jeffrey Thorner's writing it. He's like doubled up on this where people argue with him online about it and he just he won't give it up he won't change it up in the book a lot of the books are failing because of that and it's a shame so he's playing off a series no one can find yeah yeah <laughs> yeah i just want to be clear here yes he is and it's a john stewart <laughs> series so that's fine but the problem is when they hired him people had already known him as a guy who would had gone online on twitter and just said how bad how jordan is and he's the worst character ever and i hate him and now they won't forgive him for that either so it's the whole book kind of a mess but yeah that's another one that i would maybe avoid but you have a bunch of things coming up you have this uh trial of the amazons is coming up and there's a bunch of amazon you know slash wonder woman family type books going on right now that's all going to lead to this big trial of the amazons deal that's a big event coming up and also you have some minor events you have a I guess Shadow War is a, a crossover event between Deathstroke, Inc., Robin, and Batman. And then you have the War of Earth 3 with Teen Titan Academy, Suicide Squad, and I believe the Flashbook. So a couple big things are happening. And then, of course, I mean, everybody's got to have heard the, uh, the death of the Justice League. That's coming yeah. up in a couple months, which I, I I still think they're playing semantics with the whole idea where they're, we're not going to have a Justice League book. I swear they're just going to change a title. And then you know, we, we said Justice League. We didn't say we're not bringing back Justice League Detroit. And then you have vibe <laughs> breakdancing all around. <laughs> like, no, I need that. That's what I want. It, that's kind of like in pro wrestling when there's like a loser leaves town match. And then the guy loses the yeah. match and he's like, you can never wrestle on SmackDown again. And then the next week yeah. he's like, now I'm on raw. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> or it, they, they always have that little bit out like career versus this. And you're like, well, I'm coming back as a different name now. Like, Oh man, I'm going to said that. But yeah, but with that, again, there's always good books to grab onto. And yeah, overall, I'm a little down right now with DC. Uh, but again, there's always something to grab. And everybody likes different things than, than me. And even right now, too, I didn't even mention, I'm not really loving it, but there's a weekly Detective Comics, very weekly event going on right now uh, with Mariko Tamaki and Detective Comics with Arkham Tower. Arkham Asylum is a tower in the middle of Gotham City, which, yeah, that's going to work. You already see that it's it's all hell's broken loose. <laughs> that sounds so. like a great place to put it. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that's really. And also, just get this. I, I so I'll tell you, they have a tower built in the middle of Arkham City. That's it's an insane asylum with the most deadliest, you know, criminal serial killers in it, and yet nobody can find the you know, where the head director ever went to school or if he even has credentials, <laughs> but they're just going to go with it. Then, then they got, oh, well, what drugs are you Because why worry them? about such no, details? No, why would you do that? No. Oh, why? The treatment. Because comics would be. <laughs> so funny. Like, they're there at a press conference. Well, what sort of drugs are you using for the treatment? Well, I can't tell you. All right. Like, they, there's trouble here. But yet, it just keeps happening. And that's the other. It's the funny thing about the idea of, like, when is trouble not happening in Gotham anyway? You get the hell out of there. The people who stay there Why does are anybody insane. live here at I all? I know. I mean, really. The only people who would be left hell. would just be the, the people who just can't get out. But still. But with that, I, I want to know what you're reading right now. Actually, a couple from D.C. that I've been enjoying. Well, one is in Elseworlds. It's this uh, book, Swamp Thing Green Hell mm -hmm. uh, by Jeff Lemire. And I, I, there's only been one issue, I think. Maybe the second one yep. came out, but I didn't get it yet. 
But uh, yeah, you know, it's a, I really like the Elseworlds now because now I just find myself like out of the, all the books you just mentioned, I maybe read two or three. Like I find yeah. myself too overwhelmed by to really get too into any any one book, any that any ongoing book for the most part. Uh, except for a few that I'll get into later. I am following a couple of Marvel books more so now, which is weird because I am historically more of like, a, a, I'm more of a DC universe guy. Like mm-hmm. when DC is going to do a big event, like I'm there, I'm not missing that event. But for some reason, just the car- the individual Marvel books tend to tend to guide me along, at least in the last couple of years recently. But I've really been enjoying the Swamp Thing Green Hell. It's about sort of this, uh, you know, futuristic world where, um, where well, of course, as, as these things happen, things have gotten a bit dystopian. And uh, basically now, like, the world is trying to kill the remaining, it's something called the rot, is decided that mm-hmm. it wants to kill the remaining inhabitants of the world. Uh, so, I don't want to spoil too much, but I will anyway, because why not? Yeah. Um, it's been out for a few weeks, you know. Yeah, so does. You wondering. Um, but this guy eventually goes to the, that version's, uh, uh, that version's John Constantine, who conjures up our old friend Swap Thing, Swamp Thing, aka Alec Holland, or in the, I guess in this version of the universe, he actually is Alan Hall, Alec Holland, unlike in Alan Moore's version where yeah, he's not yeah, actually yeah. Alec Holland. He's just sort of a whatever. Go back and listen to our Swamp Thing episode if you want to hear more about that. Uh, mm-hmm. But I've been, really, I've really enjoyed that first issue. And again, it, you know, that's the kind of book I'm more likely to pick up. It's a character I like. It's a writer I like a lot. A lot. It's a number so one. Do I. And and it's an else world. So it's like, I know I don't need to, I can just enjoy this story and be done with it. Or, and, and the chances are like, if I read the first issue of this, as I have, I'm probably just going to finish the story, you know, cause I'm not, yeah. I'm not worried that I have to get now eight, nine, 10, 12, 15, who knows how many issues I can just enjoy it for what it is and move on with my life, which is a nice thing for me. Yeah, I, I agree. And Jeff Lemire is one of my favorites. I love him. Did you read the uh, Robin and Batman deal with him the black label book that just finished it's actually finished it's another three one issues. talking up yeah. yeah oh it's awesome it's so good and again we okay, don't really noted. deal with a lot of the elseworld stuff on our podcast we deal with mainly right. the incontinuity stuff which is kind of a shame at points but well, you, you got to read that. But what else are you reading? Well the other one from DC that I've been checking out is Justice Incarnate um which sprung mm-hmm. off from Infinite Frontier which I, I, it's it's weird because I just haven't I feel like I haven't heard a ton of hype about this book um, maybe because it's, it's just true. one of those books where yes it's in continuity but it it's not really directly affecting the rest of the DC universe but it, it involves like everyone cool and like if throughout the DC multiverse and it involves dark side I mean we got Captain Carrick we have the uh, the uh, Flashpoint Batman Thomas Wayne Batman we have the uh, Calvin Ellis Superman and it's just this wild event that I'm I mean I I mean, I don't know what ramifications are going to actually come out of it or where it's going to head to, uh, but it's really fun. And I'm finding it really, really enjoyable to just kind of, you know, be there and and enjoy the ride. Have you been checking that one out? Yeah. And the thing is, it gets me angry because that is probably, I mean, me and you are reading that it's probably the most important book at DC right now. The idea, the idea that, that nobody knows about it. And yet Joshua Williamson is already been told we, we can hold this he is the guy who is the infinite frontier guy and he's guiding the whole line of books and so with that he's the one who's killing the justice league off the only reason i think that they're doing this again is because nobody is paying attention to the biggest books that he is doing and in that that shadow war that i said with has deathstroke inc also uh the robin and the batman those are all joshua williamson books as well and that supposedly and in my mind is going to lead more into that justice league you know incarnate slash infinite frontier deal 
And it should be the biggest book out there. Everybody who's reading DC should be reading that right now. And I, I see you said you read the big events and things. You, you're, right, you're yeah. doing it because I'm a it sucker is. for a DC. And event, I believe, so got me. <laughs> and in this, people can you know hold me on it or whatnot. These books, Justice League incarnate and before that like you said infinite frontier going forward with this these are going to be the thing that if we do end up rebooting that's where it's going to happen it's going to be a multiversal reboot at the end of death metal when you came out the idea that wonder woman sacrificed herself to open up the timeline and things like that and create a new omniverse they called it at that point right. the problem everything is matters which everything kind of matters be interpreted as nothing matters yeah, nothing exactly <laughs> if everything matters nothing does but with that this is where now i'm going to get angry because when we came out of the death metal we ended up going to future state which i think was a big mistake all Not it huge. did was gum up the works ended up it getting made things very confusing and like i was ready for a yeah, reset you know that's here, what here you, i am ready to that's hop on and that's yeah and so when you do this possible future no 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 you're coming out of something that you are telling us you are going to revamp the timeline to open everything up give us two months of what that meant do that infinite frontier deal and then when infinite frontier came out big book nobody paid attention because they they ended up like you know oh well and in that book and in everything that's where all the big things you know you have a wally west flash book because Flash at the moment, Barry Allen, is taken away. He, he's missing right now. He's in the crack in the mold. Like all these things. Like you said, dark side. All this stuff going on. It, it's really good. And it's a lot of fun. It's but so it is, fun. It's, yeah. it's going to lead to the big thing. But again, it kind of upsets me the idea where we have now two miniseries. We'll probably get a, another. And why not sure. just do a long run of something? Maybe like a fifty-two. Something. Give where, us a twelve issue. Make exactly, it exactly. Yes, for the that's yeah. what you need to do. And I think we'll get to that eventually. And I mean, stuff. If you had been reading, say, the Grant Morrison multiversity deal, this deals a lot, a lot with that stuff, including the open hand, the the empty hand, all that stuff, and the great darkness. All this stuff is huge. And there's me and you reading it. Saying, why isn't anybody t- like this stuff is not just, you know, just some side book stuff. This is like you said, this is crisis stuff. And I'm the guy that rarely follows modern books. Like there's a reason we read older stories because that's yeah. kind of what I enjoy going back and doing much more. So when I'm really following and I, I almost look this at, like at this, I'm I'm just extending. This is the same to me. This is the same series as, mm-hmm. as Infinite Frontier is just extended. Yeah, so, yeah, it is. I mean, it's when I'm hooked, that says something and I'm yeah. paying money for these books. I mean, I, I'm actually spending money on these ones. Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> And you're right. Like when you talk about it and you, you know, you use one of the, they're, they're connected. They go right into each other. And that's where I think you're going to go from the end of Justice League Incarnate. I'm guessing will lead into the death of the Justice League, Justice League 75. And then when April comes and we get, you know, all the solicits going on and stuff like that, May, June, whatever. I think that we'll see another series, another series until we get to this big event. And at that point, I'm afraid that a lot of people aren't going to be caught up with what's going to be going on because, you know, here's me and you. I say it every time we talk about it on the show. I don't hear anybody talking about this book and it should be the big thing. Also, that includes DC. What are they right. doing? No, that's exactly. That's what's, that's what's getting me. I'm, yeah. I'm not even seeing them pushing it as no. this big deal. It, it, it seems like an afterthought and that's you can't have something that is that big be an afterthought because I think that they're trying to play every sort of angle and every game all at once. And it's not, that's not how you, you win. 
you know, you end up, you don't want to rock the boat here with these fans and that, but we need an overall, you know, continuity and, and synergy with the books. And I think that it's starting to come up. I think that those new solicits with this just, I think the Just League's actually going to be canceled so that they can end up, like I said, having people actually pay attention to this book. And I'm expecting, I'm like when I said about the semantics, like we said, no Justice League book. Well, you have a Justice League incarnate. That that's not a just. Right. You know what I mean? And it's it's kind of silly with that. But uh, and also just a little aside, I have read the next chapter, uh, next you know issue of Justice League incarnate, and holy moly, <laughs> you're you're gonna flip your lid. So I I, and I love it. I I think and that's the sort of thing. Like it's just, really the book I've been looking forward to the most to for the last couple. I'm really since yeah. it started. And and. I'm talking to you about it right now. I'm getting excited. That's that's the thing that DC a lot of times, you know, when we're doing stuff and it, it, I don't feel a lot of people as excited for the books as as I like. Like when Rebirth hit, holy moly, it, it was like a party. Everybody was loving everything. And again, that stuff started going sour. But still, I, I like that. And I hope that what ends up happening is at least you know, we have an event that will lead to some things being straightened out and get some new people on, start with new creative teams and new number ones would be great just to get more people involved. This is what I want. I mean, if they play it right, they could get me back more. Cause I mean, when Rebirth yeah. came out, I was reading like nine or 10 books. I, you know, I was like, yeah. I was like, great new number ones, new directions. I'll give it a shot. I'm in. And, yeah. uh, you know, yeah. then, you know, as, as, as we've discussed, then things went where they went. So now I'm not quite as yeah. in, but there's a lot of potential here. There's obviously, I mean, they have this, this dearth oh, yeah. of characters. So there's always going to be the potential. It's just about what they decide to do with it. Yeah. And I hope that this whole everything matters and, and the open timeline, you know, we'll get a, a justice society book. A lot of people want that, but just the idea of having some good books that, you know, kind of have a good feeling about them. And again, like most people, a lot of people, when they rebirth, oh man, this is great. Everything's hopeful. Again, we have Wally West back, but they didn't do much with him. And then that Heroes in Crisis nonsense, I think was a, a death knell no, for a I'm lot no of people. Way. Just like, really? You're just killing that people. That took me like, out for about awful. six months. Yeah. And people don't agree with me. I mean, I was I was almost, I think maybe Death Metal started and then I read that, but I, it, I was just like, how did they... How did they, how did they publish I, this? Who even th- and then you know, who said Tom who approved this? <laughs> like uh, and Dan DiDio nonsense. But again, that's that's the other idea with the idea of DC. Like I said, without having that head, you know, Dan DiDio, people hated him. I mean, they legitimately hated that guy. But it felt like they hated him and not DC. He was like the manager of like a rock band. Who's the he's the guy who could be the asshole so that the band looks but you know you point at him but now it's just this like empty anxiety and yelling that people just are getting fed up and don't know what direction or who's in charge and things like that and it's a shame like you said there are some things still and you always can have the elseworld stuff and and really tom taylor doing any elseworld stuff is always going to be solid gold uh, and and that seems to be you know his wheelhouse and stuff like that. Even right now at Marvel, he has one just uh, finishing up. Well, I was just going to say that's a great transition. We can we can head yeah. right over to Marvel now. And because uh, t- have you been following the, uh, Tom Taylor's Dark Ages? Yep, yep. I mean, I've asked these issue. questions like I don't know because I, I, yes. I know you are. Yes, <laughs> every issue. Yes. I'm just playing think, podcast host. Here. Here's the deal, podcast. I uh, the only thing that <laughs> we, I'm not we're reading. We're gonna open the curtain a little more. Yes, yeah. the only thing that I'm not reading really at Marvel now is the X books. I ended up trying. That is I'm, something yeah. that yeah, I was never. Again, I started late 
in life and whatnot. Never really had read many of the X-Men books. And I ended up jumping on with the Jonathan Hickman stuff. And I tended to and, and I was doing a podcast for it. And ended up doing it on our Marvel deal. And at the point, I started not liking a couple books and I dropped them. And then I thought, you know what? If I'm not going to do all of them, it's silly to do a podcast. You know, you have an X-Men podcast, you should do them all. And like I usually do, then I stopped that and just never looked back. I didn't read any other. But other than that, I'm, you know, reading almost all of the, the Marvel stuff. And I'll tell you, look, we said I'm more of a DC fan. But I'm liking a lot more Marvel books right now than I do DC. Uh, and, you know, that's kind of big for me to, to say that because, again, I really do like the characters and stuff with DC. But right now, I think that the writers at Marvel, I think that they're a little bit better overall, just a broad you know, sense of it. But what are, what are you reading? Yeah, so I've got a couple of Marvels that I, I've been checking out. Uh, well, I, I did just wrap the Kang series that I know you were reading mm-hmm. as well, which just kind of transitioned into this, what is it, Timeless? How they call it? Yeah, Timeless. Yep, yeah, that yeah, Timeless basically number just one. more Kang doing, yep. doing more time travel doing stuff. Doing Kang stuff. Um, doing Kang things. Uh, you, can, you can tell Marvel's really pushing Kang because, you know, yeah. as we know, like Marvel Comics is largely just, you know, promotion for upcoming movie properties exactly. or TV properties. And as we know, well, Kang already did appear in the Loki show mm-hmm. and is also going to be the main villain in the... Uh, in Ant-Man of the Wasp uh, mm-hmm. or the Ant-Man 3 or whatever it's going to be called. Uh, so clearly they're hyping up Ant-Man and are, are hyping up Kang that is uh, in the eyes of the public. I'm sure they'll be hy- re-hyping up Ant-Man for us again soon. It, it's funny because uh, Remzo and I, were uh, we just did a Morbius episode because uh, we were going to be hi- hyping up uh, yeah. before they you know, before they move Morbius back again. And then we realized it was actually two years ago that they put out this Morbius book because they, t- they were trying to sync that Morbius book up with the timing of the Morbius release two years ago yep. and then here we were was that Fida Ayala is that who wrote that was that the M- Morbius deal I can't Man, remember this was just a one shot and I no, okay yeah it. okay yeah 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 I know there was a like a weird series that came out but that was like right before again the shutdown and things got kind of wonky right. uh but yeah the Kang but then I'll give kudos to Marvel they actually do give that a shot where DC and uh, they're, they're always a step behind and, and stuff like that. And even you have that new Naomi show and you end up, you know, people getting hyped for that. Uh, and then yeah, I, I still to this day, my only exposure to Naomi are Jim Werner rants about Naomi. Yeah. About me yelling <laughs> about it. I'm like, I, it's the idea. And I always have to say, I love the character, but Brian Michael Bendis, I don't know what he, he just wanted to extend everything. And everything was like, Here's a collect, uh, you know, a collection deal of this is Naomi's first sandwich she ate. So that went up <laughs> and it just kept doing that. But you have season two of the book coming out, which first off will get confusing to people who are watching season one of the TV show. But the book isn't even out yet, but the TV show is and it's they're a mess. Sometimes they ended up at one point where the Supergirl show was coming out, didn't even have a Supergirl book even out at that point they, they, wow. they're always at least give like us a one that. shot i mean put some effort exactly now i will tell you that a lot of times when you know a movie is going to come out what happens and it might be that morbius as well it is when you get a ralph macchio issue of a character and not the karate kid but the idea <laughs> that the editor slash writer ralph macchio if there's a movie come out he will get a one shot and i'll tell you right now avoid them <laughs> they're not good i i never have liked one but you ended up black widow and stuff all like that that he's and something's coming out i think he has like a doctor strange one coming out 
now in the next couple months. And it just, I don't like any of the ones that he did, but that's always to me. Dr. Strange's multiversal adventure. Exactly. And then I sit there, well, Ralph Macchio's in town. I guess that movie's coming out. So at least I know though. And they, they do that well enough. And with the TV shows and things like that, they do tend to push some things. You have a Kate Bishop book out right now, right after the Hawkeye deal, stuff like that, which I don't really love the book, but still, at least they're doing that. Maybe you can get some new people involved that might, you know, hey, I just watched the TV show and I'll go and do that. DC, not real good with that, which which sucks. But what else are you reading? As you know, there was recently a swap where uh, Donny Cates and Al Ewing kind of swapped books, mm-hmm. although already on, on Venom here, or um, yeah, on Venom, we already we already seemed like we've sw- fully switched to Ram, Ram B. <laughs> no, so I don't know if don't Al understand. Ewing was just kind of, I don't know what went on there. First it was Al Ewing taking over, then it was a, an Al Ewing and Ram V production, and here I am opening issue three, and I'm like, nope, no more exactly. Al Ewing. So I don't, I don't know what's going on there. I don't know if that was just a, a bait and switch, because I well, wouldn't have just read an Ram B book. Here's the crazy thing. <laughs> Next issue is Al Ewing. But then he jumps off. It's just a one shot. And then Ram V comes back on. I'm with you because I wanted to see what Al Ewing was going to do. And they right. did that double issue, that first deal. But yeah, I'm not, I don't know. I, I'm not a real huge Ram V fan. I'm really not. And I know that I get so much guff for it on our podcast. I feel like I kind of got like, I, you know, it's been a few years, but I feel like it, this is kind of like, um, this probably, this is probably before your time or after your time, mm-hmm. I should say. Uh, but I feel like this is a, t- a Tinder where someone, uh, you know, the, where has sort of dressed themselves up, put them yep. in a nice light, shows up to the date. They're actually 50 pounds overweight. Uh, what <laughs> yeah. they said they were, you know, they're just not, they're not being honest about it. So they yes. tease me. They look all, they get all sexed up here with Al Ewing ah, and, and then Ram B shows to up swipe, to right? You're like, oh <laughs> no. Though I, I'll tell you, of the two, Ram V a little sexier though. So it, we went real <laughs> there with it, but still, I'm with you though. And actually we brought that up the last episode that we talked about that last issue of Venom where I'm like, well, I'm enjoying this enough, I guess, but that's kind of where I'm with. Where's Al Ewing? I, I want right. to see what else is going on, and he's nowhere to be found. It's like I'm still expecting that tint, that girl I swiped on to swipe exactly. To show up, you You're know? like, like keep like, looking next time. And I'm like, oh, where is? It? I know you have that same name, but you can't be her. I saw that picture, but yeah, that that is weird. What about the Hulk? Are you reading that with Donny? Yep, I'm, I'm I'm on the Hulk as well. Um, mixed thoughts but it's you know, weird you can, you, it's weird for <laughs> sure um there's basically you know but bruce banner is now controlling the body of the hulk and i guess using energy created by by putting the psyche of the hulk through crazy things like fighting yeah. giant size wolverines and that, things like yep. that and yep. also using that energy to travel the multiverse where he of course meets an alternate universe version of Bruce Banner. Um, so I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm interested. I'll say that I'm not, but same thing with Venom. I mean, I'm kind of interested to see where this might go, but I'm, I'm not necessarily blown away, but yeah, you know, there's enough of a track record, especially with Donny Cates that I'm, I'm willing to let this play out. I'm with you. And Venom Ramsey may be kind of starting to get a little boring for me. But again, he's very wordy, very narration heavy. Donny Cates, on the other hand, it's so much is going on, but it's all action. And I, I swear, my mind is just spinning when I read it. But by the end of even the last issue where we see, you know, he's on that planet with President Thunderbolt Ross and stuff like that. I'm like, right. OK, that's cool. But I don't know if you saw the solicits in the news where it was announced that coming up, he Donny Cates announced that he's going to give Hulk his version of Null 
And I'm like, we don't need that, Donny Kitsch. You don't have to go with the King and Black stuff, but you are getting it almost. Yeah. It's almost like we sort of got that in a weird, in a very, you know, very weird esoteric way. Yeah. With the whole Green Door story that, that Al Ewing just finished up. With the so. Green Door. That's exactly <laughs> what people said. You ended up having the down below all that. That was that. So why go back to that? Well, but we'll see. And there, there were kind of hints at it in the last issue. You saw this like, you know, dark Hulk there that seemed to be of the mind even but it, it, that that book like you said i love donny cates and i do trust him so i'm giving him you know the benefit of the doubt because unlike a lot of people i i really like the thor run that he's doing now a lot of people seem to not like it i i don't understand i don't either i've, I've enjoyed that since right right from the yeah get-go. yeah and i really like the donald blake stuff that he yeah. was doing and and that's a donny cates steal. you go and think back and make a clever way to make th- something work in the in the now and i thought he did a really good job with that i mean he really did the phenomenal job doing that with venom uh yeah. really updating yeah. the character not erasing anything just building upon it and turning you know turning venom into potentially like in, in many ways the eddie brock venom if he is or is or not alive, maybe that's a spoiler. Alert. Yeah, maybe yeah, it's yeah, not. Yeah. Um, <laughs> into a, basically a god, into potentially one of the most powerful characters in the Marvel universe. It's essentially, exactly. having the power of Null, who almost killed everybody, as, as yeah, sometimes happens. exactly. And that that's the thing with the you know, is he alive or is he dead thing. That that's what we have to wait for Al Ewing because it seems like he's doing the Eddie Brock <laughs> stuff. So he's on the sideline. I'm like, come on now, let's just get Al Ewing and see what he has. And what oh, he's so that's do. what that's how they're dividing it up. That makes sense. That, yeah, that, that's I mean, what I think. It doesn't make sense now. really, but it doesn't make no, sense creatively. It doesn't make it makes... sense why they did it because you know you <laughs> no, didn't have doesn't. to. But yeah, it seems like Ramvi. It's almost like they ended up drawing straws, and Ramvi's like, "Oh, I get Dylan. <laughs> oh man!" And then the next thing you know, it's like, kid. and that's and all it is. Too? And a cat? Really? Are you <laughs> yes, sure? Yes, Are you like, sure we're doing a cat? What's going on? And then all of a sudden they're like, "Oh, and by the way, yeah, Eddie's gonna be dead now." You know, he's like, "Oh man, I." I got a vacation coming up because he hasn't been doing much. But meanwhile, Donny Cade's like, uh, I just turned this guy into a god. What? what, what <laughs> I know. I, I literally made him the most powerful character. He's the we've king seen. of black, and he's done <laughs> because he seems to be off in some alternate. That's wacky as well. But we'll have to see. We'll have to see what Al Ewing does. Anything else that you're reading at Marvel? Well, those are the really well. Those and Thor. I'm also I've, yeah, I've yeah. been following as well. Um, pretty much Donny Cade's and Al Ewing, and sometimes when I'm tricked into Ram V is, is, what, yes. is what I'm following yeah, in Marvel. Yeah. Uh, but I have, and of course, I have been following that Kang and the Timeless. Mm-hmm. And I also have been following, haven't gotten to the Spider-Man one yet, but I have been following this Fantastic Four life story. I've really been enjoying that. Okay. Like Fantastic Four has, has, and I, you know, I don't know. I, I've, I've had mixed reviews on sort of remakes of characters I already know and yeah. love. Like I, I didn't, I am, I'm, I'm actually currently right now at Remzo's behest reading the ultimate Fantastic Four, which I am actually okay. enjoying a little more than I thought I would, but I don't, I still have that thing where I'm like, is this necessary? And I get why they did it for the same reason that you and I got onto Rebirth or New 52 yeah. to bring new fans on. And it worked on Remzo. So I'm not going to criticize it from a business standpoint, but just from a creative standpoint, from my own fanhood, I'm saying, did did this add any value to me? Yeah. Yeah, yes, some things are different, but I already have the original. So I don't necessarily exactly. need, that, need that. I don't really feel that way with this, actually. They did change some things. And I, I really like, I like seeing the characters, how they could be done in real time. Cause that's what they mm-hmm. do with life story. They basically yep. uh, take a decade at a time and like time actually passes. So by this time, I think like Franklin is, is in his thirties um, and Reed is like in his sixties. And I just, it's just a really interesting take on the characters. And much like with that swamp thing series, I like that. I can just 
see this one out. It's interested me enough. I'm going to finish it and wipe my hands clean and now, then move on with my life. Now I'm, I have mixed reviews on uh, the dance lot. Fantastic four. Like I think he's got the tone of the team down. I'm just not loving the stories. I'm not <laughs> so, loving the stories either. Yeah. And I, I'm telling you the dance lot deal. I keep trying to jump back in. I'll, I'll see something go. That sounds interesting. I want to and like then, it so bad. Yeah. Same here. And I'll, I'll read one, two issue. And I'm like, okay, this is okay. And then it just gets back to something where I'm like, I really don't need to, to read this. And that that's tough. And it sucks because I really want to read. It's funny because I'm going through the, uh, just the whole ultimate universe starting with, you know, I have a, a reading order and going with starting with uh, ultimate Spider-Man. And then going uh, through, yeah. I'm only up to, I ended up like three issues of team up the one uh, with Wolverine. And then the, there's two with the Hulk and I'm going back now to the ultimate Spider-Man and I'm enjoying it enough. I'm with you though. When you're reading it, you're like eh, real necessary. Like, do, right. do you like have it's to different, but this? not that different. Yeah, it's know? just like, yeah, and yeah, so I do like it enough. Actual goblin. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I'm liking it enough. But again, like you said, there's a reason for it, and it makes total sense and, and ended up doing really well. So I understand that. But yeah, I'm still trying. And I'm like, I think I'm on Ultimate Spider-Man 7 now after the first, no, actually 8, the first 7 and then the 3. Oh, so you're just team past up. where we left off. We and left and off so, after Yeah, six. yeah. And so I go and, and I'm still, it hasn't hooked me yet. I'm not like the point where I'm like, I, I need to keep reading this. Oh my God, this is great. I keep reading it, but. If you weren't, if you hadn't committed to a podcast. Exactly. About it, you might yeah, be on the that, that happens a lot. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> with that though, I, you know, I, I like it enough, but it's just, it hasn't hooked me like you said. But again, that's a, like we just said with Dan Slott, there's a lot of books like that. And some of the ones that are like big, like, are you reading any of the Avengers or the Avengers forever or anything like that? I shockingly, well, shockingly at the time, I, you know, that was the time when I was really enjoying uh, Jason Aaron's run on the Avengers. And then I, mm -hmm. I started uh, not on the Avengers, his Thor run. So I did mm -hmm. follow him into the Avengers and it just turned me away. I yeah, just didn't like where that good. was going. And, and I've never come back. I actually said at one point, the book feels like it's Jason Aaron Presents. It's not an Avengers <laughs> book. Now, with this, though, you have this Avengers Forever, which, you know, is, is again, though, Jason Aaron has so many crazy ideas and does them where this Avengers Forever that he's doing seems like it's a big, but it's not. I don't see anybody talking about it that or reading it. That seems to be it. like the, the Jason Aaron uh, yeah. staple since since Thor, see, make or even part of Thor, actually, because yeah. What was the name of that event where they're, you know, all the worlds are, are fighting each other? Um, the, uh, the, what's it called? War of the Realms. That one, yeah. Yeah, he yeah. He does this job of making it feel like, or hyping it, I should say, as this huge event that means so much, but then not actually making it feel that way within the, the event itself. Yeah. I mean, Heroes Reborn that he just did a little bit ago, that I didn't really hear anybody really enjoying, enjoying that. That's another one that I followed solely through your reviews. So if there's a book yeah. that you, that you want to know about, <laughs> but don't want to pay for, because yeah. you think you might hate it, don't worry, Jim's going to do this for you. So check out Weird Science Comics. <laughs> okay, then I'll yell and scream. But yeah, actually, I won't make that, those same guarantees. I'll do it for old stuff. I'm not going to, yes. you know. I'm not well, that's where I'll go. Stuff. That's why I listen to you, because I want to hear the old <laughs> exactly. stuff that I didn't read. So you end up with Avengers Forever, though. It's a little better it, so far. And, but okay. it's turned his regular Avengers book into a tie in two that it's weird, but Ugh. it's not bad. And and I mean, right now, are you reading Devil's Reign at all? The Daredevil deal? 
if you do, and when you do, you just read the main book and the tie-ins aren't really dealing well with me. Well, that's yeah. what keeps me away. It's like knowing there's tie-ins. I, I hate the idea that I'm going to see characters reference something. I'm going to have an asterisk. It's going to tell me to read this I know. other book. It drives I'm me nuts. I know I don't really need to, but I'm still going to feel like I need to. And it's going to drive me nuts. That's what happens. Yeah. I mean, we end up on our Patreon. We end up having an events podcast. And I had to just say. We're only reading the main ones. I mean, there, there's some of these events are like 90 issues. They will never get done. So we end up doing those and it still drives me nuts. So what happens is if there is a editor's note and especially the the Marvel ones, I pull up the app and I, I do end up at least paging through it because it does drive me nuts leaving some of this stuff behind. But uh, like there's even like Death of Doctor Strange that should be bigger now. And I don't hear a lot of people talking about that as much either. I've been and afraid I, to read that one, too. I like it. I actually like it. But again, there's okay. a bunch of tie-ins. I think the tie-ins are nonsense. But the main book now, they spoiled the ending like a month ago, which sucks. I'm not going to say it. But the idea of, you know, Doctor Strange dying. I can probably guess it. And I'm all that. And it, so, but it, it's... I like it. And Jeff McKay is one of those writers now because he's doing Moon Knight right now. He's doing the, the another Black Cat tie-in to the Beyond stuff right, right now. He's doing a lot of good stuff. And I don't hear a lot of people talking about him as much as one of the bigger writers right now. You, you hear the same ones, you know, being recycled, like you said, a Donny Cates or an Al Ewing and stuff like that. But I think Jeff McKay is doing really good. And that, that Moon Knight book is selling like hotcakes, that one is. so, And that's pretty good if you haven't been reading that. That's a, a cool I one should get into out. that one because I can yeah, always I get that into you a good like Moon Knight it. story. And the Moon Knight stuff, it, it goes well with like some of the older Moon Knight things that it seems to be at points you're like, oh, these are random one shots, but they all tie in, you know, into it eventually. And, and you see that there's a bigger story going on. But Anything else you're reading? Well, yeah, I mean, I, actually, well, as you know, I'm a lifelong um, Savage Dragon fan. Yeah. So I, you know, I always end up getting it whenever it happens to come out. Sometimes it's monthly. Sometimes you wait four months and you just never know. And that's just the way wow. it is. Um, and then uh, I've also been checking out just because I love the team in general. I've been checking out this book. We have demons from Scott mm -hmm. Snyder and his yeah. new line, uh, along with Greg Capullo, that I don't know. They did. It, they had a three issue run, which kind of completed book one. So I don't know if there's a mm -hmm. if that's just another mini series that's coming out, or if they're going to take a break, or I don't even know if there's another issue coming out next month. I haven't even looked ahead. It's just one of those books that I feel like I should be enjoying it, and I am. But it's also I think it's so much because I just like this team and I yeah. like the look of it. And Greg Capullo can make anything actually feel cool. Yeah, I love the story itself. It's like, yes, there's, I don't know. There's a little too much twist and turns. Like there's like yeah. two huge reveals in the first three episodes and through our issue. Here I go with my episodes. Nah, and issues. Yeah. I get all screwed <laughs> uh, up too, yeah, but there, there's these two big reveals uh, in those first three issues. And it's like, all right, this is a little, almost a little too much here. Like you, this nah. could have actually been, I rarely say this, but this could have actually been six issues and fleshed out a little bit more and made me feel a little more invested in the characters instead of just blazing through it. But Greg Capullo made it look cool. So, <laughs> you know, so, so it worked on me. And I, I do this, uh, I do the, uh, the comicsology unlimited. So it's mm -hmm. one of the books that you get with that. Um, yep. you know, so, it, you know, it's, I, I see it as free, even though I'm giving them money every month. Yeah. Uh, so I've enjoyed that one. And I, I enjoy a lot of those originals here and there. Um, there's another one called the all nighters. Who is that one by? I don't that think, is remember. actually, I believe Chip Zdarsky. 
Actually, oh, is that six yeah, stars? yeah, I believe it is. Yeah, I, I'm reading that as well. I really like that. And uh, I'm not caught up in that. Yeah, yeah, and I actually like a a bunch of indie stuff like that. I get to like you know I I have like three or four or five issues to catch up with. Uh, a lot of those, like I'll read the first two and really like it, and then I just end up waiting. And but again, I have Comicsology as well, Unlimited which I didn't know for a year. I was paying for the damn thing and had no idea because I, I ended up paying for it on my, on my iPad. So every month we'd get, and I have five kids, and these kids think that they could just use the credit card these for whatever they want. Blend together, I'm huh? telling you, at one point, <laughs> my one son, Rafe, was buying an extraordinary, insane amount of Madden points. And it was driving me nuts. And we, but I, we'd get this Apple charge. And because it was through the iPad, it was going through that, I guess. Never knew what it was. And then at one point, like I'm telling you, a year later, I'm like, something again, whatever. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, and <laughs> what I would say to my wife, what's going on? She would say, oh, it must be somebody that has Apple Music and doesn't realize. So we, I was all confused. So then that Scott Snyder stuff was announced. I'm like, I'm going to get that comics out. Can I get on? I'm like, I'm like, oh, crap. It was this the whole time. So, yeah, I, I ended up and again, that's why I did it for the Scott Snyder stuff. But that all nighter, all those things I really do like. I love apps. I, I love just being able to just like go. Especially the Marvel app is so great. I, I'm with you. Remzo hates that. I'm like this. But yeah, I mean, the I, funniest thing. I, I do get to tell you now in person. I, I get it. I like holding books too, but I don't like yeah. storing books. Or yeah, I don't either. Books or I read a, uh, no, <laughs> I read a lot. I'm telling you, 99% of the stuff I read is after 10 p.m. And I just yeah. like sitting in the dark and I have my tablet and I just read, I, you know, and that's the best for me. I don't want to have one of those, you know, crazy lamps that wrap around and nonsense right, and exactly. stuff like that. My wife will yell at me. But yeah, I read a lot <laughs> at night. But one of the things that I was going to tell you at one point that I had talked to Eric and I said, I think I'm going to do this podcast where I get the Marvel app and I hit the random button on it. And then what randomly <laughs> comes up and then like two days later, I'm like, you son of a bitch. I thought you were listening. To that. And I was like, oh my God, because no, I, was I didn't do get that from you, believe it or at not. The, at that one point. No, because that you wouldn't have. I, maybe I got the brainwaves <laughs> from you, but yeah, I actually was doing that for a oh, bit. Oh, you just said that and, to him, not on the podcast. You mean? No, yeah, no, no. I <laughs> okay. never said it ever out loud. Gotcha, no, gotcha, I, gotcha. That, all I said was after a podcast, I ended up mentioning it to Eric and Eric's like, you're insane or something. I'm like, no, I think it'd be fun. And then I saw you do it. I'm like, oh, you, you sent it's a still, bitch. And they took the random button away. Yeah, I know. I've, I've, that, I've that's why I was going to bring it, it up. But it just, it just doesn't feel the same it if doesn't. I pretend to scroll and, through a bunch of like, you know, I'm not really getting a random thing then. I'm kind of in a section somewhere. No. And the random button gone killed me. And also the idea of like, I hate the way it searches now too, as opposed yeah, to before I where I can just kind of, you like, just go down a list and hit, like, I, I don't, I hate the searches that you need to know exactly what you're searching for. If that makes right. any and you have sense. To have the space in the right place. Exactly. I just want to right go place. through things. And if I'm going through and I'm like, is there a colon before, like, in this title? Yeah, and, really. Is there a space drives me nuts. It? No, every, I keep yelling at that random button. I, I think me and you are the only ones who used it. I thought it was cool. I, I want to start a campaign. Bring back the random button. Yeah, right? we but need it, it might just be me and you. Maybe Remzo yeah. will retweet. Yeah, and it, like you said, you, you can't really simulate that. It, it, it doesn't work. So, But yeah, yeah, at the one point I was just about, and then I'm like, eh, I'm not, oh, you dumb, I should have done it two days before I would have sued you. Can I sue you for that? I can get some In clicks or court, something. I believe so, yes. The podcast <laughs> court, I can do that. No, I don't think so. But yeah, I, 
the the idea with with indie books i don't read a ton of indie stuff but it's because you know do so many podcasts and so many other things but i do end up where instead of indie where a lot of people did you know branch off a lot of people are leaving if they leave you know dc or marvel they still want to read comics and obviously they go to some indie stuff and it is again you get a lot of new number ones you get a lot of fresh things and going but i actually just to you know wrap things up if we are i i've read a lot of manga lately and i know that a lot of there's like a lot of kickback with comic fans especially the big two where they're like oh that manga like it's the big devil or something it's going to ruin everything but i actually love reading manga and, and Speaking of apps, just the deal, you end up having the Shonen Jump, which is one of the big things each week. You end up the app, you get everything day, day of. It comes out and it's two bucks for everything. You get everything for free. They don't even have like they have a print magazine in Japan, but the translated stuff you just get it the day it comes out on that app. And it's two bucks. It's the best deal. That's I might just get that on principle alone. It's awesome. I'm. I like said, I, was Jewish, Jim. I, I can't turn down a deal. Like, I don't oh, I'm telling you, I same like, here. I just, I and so <laughs> when I'm sitting there, I'm tell, I am so cheap. But when I see that dollar 99 come out, I laugh. I'm like, oh, my God, that's the best. Because, I, yeah, I read a lot. And it, all old stuff, all that's, you know, pretty much all the stuff you can want. So if you ever were just interested and say, oh, I want to see what's going on with that. And there are hurdles with it you know reading it the the opposite way and things like that that you do get used to but there are some really really good stuff uh for people and and again it's when they think of manga they think of it being one thing it's like indie because there's all different sorts of you know variations and genres and stuff like that but i really am into that as well right now i have a podcast that i do that on as well each week and yeah, I, I just like all comics. I, it's one of those things where I can't really sit and watch a TV show or a movie a lot of times. My my attention span is horrendous, but I can sit and read a comic and there's pictures and I enjoy it. And, and it's just fun. I like it. My wife. What, what's the last comic related movie you did happen to see? Well, I ended up watching Shang-Chi and it was for a podcast it was the last thing that I ended up watching a couple weeks ago, though I have been watching. I did watch the Peacemaker TV show. So I, I did end up watching that uh, because people were telling me I should watch that and Eric liked it. But yeah, Shang-Chi was the last actual movie before that Suicide Squad. But these are things that I do when I have to. And it takes me a while. And, and it's But again, I didn't really love Shang-Chi. I was actually disappointed by it. But I know a lot of people loved it. So I don't want people to hate me. But I, I, I was not real thrilled with it. But I'm also a, a big fan of, you know, old school kung fu and karate movies and stuff like that and so the scenes and stuff didn't i, I liked it if i i liked it as an inch like I, I found it fun and i found it enjoyable yeah. and, a, and a movie i could watch with like my not as into comics wife or, or oh you yeah know, yeah son and they dig it but if i was looking for shang chi the comic character i would have probably not been happy with it yeah i just kind of gave up that idea going into it and that's my problem too i'm actually liking the shang chi book that's coming out right now from gene luan yang and i do like shang chi as a character not my favorite character but i do like him and yeah like you said it was more of like a, okay we're gonna have the watered down version here and we'll kind of yeah that's what you expect though you end up getting the movie version is often like that but yeah, I, I was not a huge fan. I ended up getting very angry when I was talking about it, about <laughs> some of the plot holes. But again, that's the thing when I, I yell at people about it, 
And they just keep telling me, like, you, you just have to have fun. I'm like, I, I don't know that I can do that. I, I never have fun. <laughs> so unfortunately, but but no, I, I really like Suicide Squad. I really like that. Before that, I think it was uh, Black Widow, which was okay. It, it wasn't great, but it was okay. But yeah, some of the things, though, like a Guardians of the Galaxy, one of my favorite movies of all time. I love that movie. And again, like, you know, everybody has their favorites or whatnot. Star Wars is my thing, though, and Guardians of the Galaxy ended up really playing off like I had that kind of feeling. Plus, I went, it's one of those weird things. I went with my kids, and two of my kids were the age around where I watched Star Wars, and they really liked it. So I got that, you know, vibe from it as well. But. Right. You know, all that stuff. Well, this is the way I look at movies right now, because I'm here in Mexico. And uh, for my wife and I to go see the movies, it costs like something like 200 pesos total, which is like $10. Okay. So to me, it's like n- my bar for what makes that worth it is so much lower than in the U.S. Yeah. And snacks, snacks aren't that expensive either. It's like a couple really? of popcorn and a soda. So, you know, you go to the, the you know, go to the movies in the U.S., you're spending 25, 50 bucks, especially if you have kids, yeah. you have to have someone, oh. walk, you know, whatever. It turns into a whole thing here. It's just like, a, it's, a, it's like a $10 night out. So I'm just like, if I even enjoy it a little, I'm pretty much happy with the experience because yeah. it got me out of the Le- house. Legitimately, uh, yeah. see popcorn, you know. Yeah, the last movie that I went with, our family went. And now this, it was Man of Steel, and it ended up, you wow. know, when that came out, it ended That's up. That's been because, a while. Yeah, well, I have five kids, all five boys. <laughs> we ended up going. It was for my birthday. We went and we got snacks and things like that, and it legitimately, at the end, cost us one hundred and forty dollars. So when people oh, and this talk is like, about what, almost ten years ago, yeah, yeah. And it now was insane. It was insane. So, yeah. And so when we, we ended up and I'm watching it and I and I have that weird deal where people love that movie. And I have that like, I have You're that like, rage. For my birthday, I got to spend $140. <laughs> that rage that I had to spend that much money. And oh, my God, I was so upset. I My wife did it. You know, God bless her. But she never told me at that point, like how much we had spent. And then I found out and I flipped. Uh, especially because halfway through the movie, I think her and three of the kids walked out and sat in the lobby. I'm like, uh, kill somebody. That's but. the funny thing about presents when you're when you're married. You're like, you know, you've combined your finances legally in, in yeah, some yeah. way, and so any present you get is pretty awesome. But you're also thinking, how much did this cost? Yeah, exactly. It's no fun <laughs> anymore. It, it's your money. You're like, oh, like what do I, how much money do I have to the, go make to make again? It, when on our podcast, when we're talking about things and all with that, that's why I. And I don't always spell it out, but that's why anytime I talk about food, it's always buffet because I have to get, I have too many kids. We end up, we go to McDonald's, it's 50 bucks. It's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah it's insane. But yeah, the, the movie, so it's never really, I was never a huge movie guy. Maybe in the eighties, I was more movie guy, but you know, since then and whatnot, it just takes a lot out of me. I'm telling you, I have problems. It's a commitment. Just remembering stuff and taking it out. I, I sit there and I'm like, I'm watching. I'm like, oh, I got to go food shopping later. And then I'm looking around. It's just, it is tough. But again, that's just me. I, I When I do end up watching things, you know, I hope that I enjoy them. And, and some of the stuff, like I said, Peacemaker, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty fun. And I like John Cena. It's really so, fun, yeah. Yeah, I, I like that. I know that some people aren't a huge I'm a John sucker for Cena John Cena. fans, but yeah. I love John Cena. I, I love him. Uh, but yeah, and again, that comes with the wrestling and stuff like that. The more bulky and ridiculously muscular he gets, the oh, yeah. more hilarious. The more hilarious. Oh, it's great. Gets, everything it's gets great. Sick. 
<laughs> yeah. And again, th- this is the idea. If you're a wrestling fan, you end up where people laugh and whatnot. And then all of a sudden, they're, all of a sudden I see people like, oh, my God, John Cena. He like he has some emotion to his acting and things like that. He's really like, good. Yeah, that's like, why he got famous from doing these, this other kind of thing. Exactly. <laughs> and he, the wrestling, the, you get it? Like, that's it. And yeah, they don't realize. But yeah. But yeah, again, I, I always find something to read. There's always something out there. And like I said, that's why I love you guys, because of the idea where, you know, I, I'm sitting there and I'm down on on some of the new stuff and then listen to <laughs> you guys talk about something old. And then that gets me all excited and stuff like that, because, again, I we all love comics and stuff like that. Sure, so. of course. We wouldn't. Yeah, we wouldn't. Yeah. Do, we certainly wouldn't do this. No. Uh, by, by, if we no, didn't why would we? Holy moly. But yeah, <laughs> I'd just be the wise sleep. Path. I would sleep is what I would, because people even say like, oh, you must hate comics. I'm like, really? Like, you think that we do all this because we hate them? I mean, yeah, we might want them to be better, but yeah, it's, it's all the nonsense, but I'm sure that. Sure. And hate is part of the love when you really love a, a medium yeah. or what, whether it's a sport or a team, like hating it is I part always of go with the it, sport. So, yeah. Yeah. Right. That's yeah. I'm telling you, I'm an Eagles fan. And I've probably not been more angry at, you know, anything in my life than the Eagles at points. But that doesn't mean that's because I love them. It's the same I say to same my kids. Same goes for friends. You know, you right? yell I'm at like, friends yeah. in, in ways yeah. you wouldn't yell at some person on the street, but it's because. Exactly. I say to my kids, I love the Eagles. I don't say it to them. <laughs> I love those <laughs> Eagles. But no, they you end should up play like, for them someday. So I love you the same and, way. And that's the thing. Here's the deal. I, I love the Eagles, right? They they all know this. So, uh, of course, two of the, my kids have to be Dallas Cowboy fans. I'll, I'll strangle them. And then out of nowhere, my one, my one son, big Cleveland Browns fan. I'm like, why, why isn't anybody <laughs> liking the, the Eagles? And also like anything. I like the Sixers. My son, who's really in the basketball, he likes the Atlanta Hawks. I, I can't win. Nobody will ever like what I like, but that's the that's the deal. Uh, but yeah. Yeah. Like you said, though, it is that fanatic deal. And I'm just saying it, it is like a sports team is how I look at it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 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 Well, you can all find out more about what Jim likes and doesn't like by following <laughs> the one billion podcasts well at least i don't know I, i'm a patron so i guess my feed never ends with podcasts that, yeah. that come in from you guys and ramzo and i like to say we're the best value in in patreon uh you know in, in comic book content uh the truth is that's a lie and you guys are by yeah. far the best value if we're just because you guys i don't know how i mean i don't know i really don't know how you do it i guess the coffee and the nyquil uh, if that's all it is here. I mean, yeah, but you, you pump out so much content um, that if, I mean, if you're a fan of comics, you will find content that Jim and friends are producing over at Weird Science because they just about cover anything you could possibly imagine. So uh, maybe just run through all the standard stuff where they can best follow you guys, find you guys and yeah. keep up with everything you're doing. Yeah, it's just, you know, Weird Science DC Comics is our DC podcast. So you can look up that Weird Science Marvel comics. It's all Weird Science. That's that's the, you know, in Weird Science Manga podcast and then also the patreon patreon.com slash weird science so you can go over there like you said we have a ton of stuff over there and and seriously you end up in the patreon you're probably going to end up on a podcast because that's how things work if (laughs) if anybody says to me like hey i want to do that i'm in (laughs) also that's the thing that drives me nuts and and gets me into if anybody has any ideas i'm always for them i'm like okay i'll do that so yeah, we try to do a lot of stuff, but you guys do your fair share as well. Again, going with that concept of 
not just asking people for, you know, hey, give me a handout. You, well, you right, want to yes. give them we always, some content. That's always yeah. important to us. We want to be yep. providing value, not just saying, please give us money, although we do yeah. want the money, of course. Uh, yeah, uh, so, of course. Yes. <laughs> I mean, that's the best. But again, even at the point, it, it, that w- is what makes you justify the deal. But yeah, right. I, I don't know. I think that it's, you know, a little older type deal of wanting to give people the value and stuff. And that's what, yeah. you know, and at we the end really of the day, about. it's all something we enjoy doing. So yeah. we want to keep enjoying doing it where we wouldn't be doing it if we didn't enjoy doing it. Nope. But, but when people actually send us their hard earned money, which still kind of boggles my mind that anyone wants to, I know. to talk about comics. Seriously, it's kind of absurd, I know. Yeah, it is. But we want to provide value <laughs> for it. We don't want to just say that we're, you know, we don't want to just say thanks. We want to really, you know, give them something, even if it's something ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then that's the thing. It, it's totally ridiculous. It, it blows my mind. And with that, though, I, I feel very committed to, you know, give that value too. So that that's basically. Right. Yeah, once they start paying you, it's like, well, now I really have to do this. It's yeah. Like a job. And then at, at points, and I <laughs> know very that well you'd say. Job, but it's a job. Yeah, but it's a job. <laughs> and, and even with that, at points. There are times when you don't want to, you, you don't feel like doing anything. Uh, you're like, oh, I don't want But then I, I just get fired up because then I think, you know what? These people actually like, you know, what, what we're doing. So, yeah, that, right. that actually yeah. inspires you to go and it stuff It all like goes that. in emotional cycles. That's, that's the half podcast. Oh, it is. It is. It, I'm One telling minute you, you never want to do it again. The next minute you're doing 10, yeah. 10 hours of podcast. Also, I, I would say that, you know, the emotional bit of the end of the month into the next, <laughs> like, oh, my God, what's going to happen now? And see, I always expect everybody to bail. And like, here we go. Oh, well, but, you know, hopefully that doesn't happen. Hopefully they get enough of the deal. But yeah, yeah. Thanks for having me on, though. This was awesome. Uh, now, I, I legitimately, just as a, a deal, I have to actually edit, I think, six podcasts when we're done here. But that, that's, yeah, that's, that's how the sauce gets made that no one, that's the part of the sauce that no one gets to see. Yeah. Oh, it's the worst. I actually thought of that this past weekend. I ended up, because we had that five hour podcast, it ended up, like three and a half hours of editing. And I just, it's weird you said the deal because I'm like, in the middle of it, I'm like, they have no the idea. It's like this whoa. And, uh, you know who else doesn't know? Eric. Yeah, I, I hear some podcasts that you can tell don't they don't edit them at all. And I, I sometimes I think to myself, like, yeah. I could be like that too. But I just can't do it. I think you're kind of like me. Like, I just, I can't either. Exactly. I thought that this weekend I was going to, and what happened is we have, you know, section of books. We get to the last section. I'm like, I could just kind of just go with the flow here, let it out. And I'm like, no, I can't. And then as I'm doing it, I'm getting messages again. If you're not, you know, listening to us or whatever, Eric, my co-host, he's sending me messages. Just watch this show. Just watch this. I'm like, I- I'm going to kill you. I, I, you know, I'm sitting here and then I end up where, because we have an early access for a regular show. The problem is sometimes that we don't get done until midnight. And now I have to do the early access, which early means 4.30 a.m. where I'm still up to, you know, editing and I throw it out there. But again, like you said, I just sit there and like, no, nope, that's what people, you know, do the thing and type. Yeah, and exactly. I got to do it. So, but I, again, I say that when I'm, when I'm actually done. I it's kinda, their fault, really. They've done this to us by giving us money in the first place. Yeah, exactly. But I, it's weird. I, I like editing, yep, but I hate yep. editing. <laughs> I actually don't mind it at points. But yeah, at some points, though, I'm like, oh, this is the worst. Like, really, I sit there. I could have done like six podcasts and the amount of time that I did this one <laughs> edit. It drives me nuts. But with that, I guess that's it. Again, I ramble and well, on. That's, that's what we do. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's why we're that's podcasters, because we fun. ramble. We- yeah, it's <laughs> Exactly. Yes. And and seriously, when I get done, uh, one I don't talk to anybody when I'm oh, done. Yeah, I over. just go upstairs <laughs> and walk around. 
I've done my Gloomy. docking for the day. I'm like, hey, the mic's not on, baby. Are you paying me Get for this? Get in your room. I need $5 a month <laughs> but, if you want to talk to me. Yes, exactly. I, she pays me on it. But yes, I will now shut up as I as I do. Now, Jim, much appreciated. Had an absolute blast, and I do. Uh, you know, you've been, you were the one of the first podcasts that got me reinterested in comics, uh, and you're one of the very few that I listen to besides the one that I actually uh, you know partake in. So keep up the great work, Jim. We really appreciate it, and uh, you know, continue join us in this journey where we strive to teach a young Latino boy Ramzo to read, and then we wish him the best. Uh, and in the meantime, we will continue to read comics. Yes. Until 